radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Might as well ride them. They got a little rest for the... Oh. Marner picks it off, driving the net. Marner to goal scores! Oh, baby, what a play by Marner! Tell me what you want and I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm not giving up, come on, we got nothing left to lose. I've been here for For Sunday, September 26th, it's uh, season three. That's right, baby. The teeth, the throat, the tits, the lips. What do you know? What's that thing that the singers say? You, you, you can't be telling me you've forgotten. That's your weekly routine. We had like two months off, man. I don't know. Apparently, we didn't take enough time off was what one listener of the podcast told me. It's like, wow, feels like your season just finished. I'm like, I, I don't... I don't even remember the last episode, man. I don't know. It's been a long two months for me. How about I you? I don't. I don't remember the last episode, like what we talked about per se. But right. if you told me it was two months ago, I wouldn't believe you. You think that flew by? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, we could take more time. I right. feel like <laughs> this is just a teaser episode. Yeah. Right? No, we're just actually recording a trailer today. But right. It's going to be two hours. And we're going to talk two about hour hockey. trailer. Yeah. We got to get that guy with the cool voice. Oh, In man. a world. Did you know that the original guy is deceased? And it's a different guy that just sounds like the guy. I definitely assumed it was a different guy at this point. Right. But I didn't know the guy died. That's sad. R.I.P. voice guy. It's like the old, like, Santa Claus theory. It's like when kids find out Santa Claus isn't real, there's that, like, year of bargaining where it's like, well, no, he's probably real, but it's just a, it's just a different guy now, right? It's like, no, he's, he's not real. I'm sorry if any, if I just ruined that for anyone. Hmm. This isn't really a podcast for children, so I feel like we're probably fine. No, in fact, it is the Laced Up podcast, That's which right. we should mention. Yeah, I am uh, Brutes Metaglia. I think of the high item wow. line. We're That's still depressing. waiting on. We're still waiting on a on an extension here. Um, I'm James Cole, currently extended with this podcast. Oh, um, you got any you got any goals for season sexual. three? You got you want to set the pace now? You, you like do, um, do you have? Hmm. Well, I, I first off, guest you want to get. Um. Well, I think I'd be remiss first off if I didn't correct you and tell you that it's season four. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, do I have any goals for season four? Uh any guests? Wow. I mean, Chris Johnston doesn't work for Sportsnet anymore, so I feel like he's got a little bit more freedom. Maybe we'll get him. How how how, how is it season four? Um, we well, didn't was, we didn't stop that one season. There was one season. And then a second season followed, and then yeah. we did a third season last year. That's the same season, though. That's like how you know how the Lightning won like two cups in the same you, year. You think season two was like a year, like a year and a half long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll have to go back to the first episode and, and listen and see if I can find a season three episode. Well, like, and, and, I, and then I'll admit it. And I do remember too, like when uh, Jay and Dan first came back to Canada, like that when they took the summer off, and then. Like, in September, they're like, oh, it's a new season of Jay and Dan. It's like, I guess we're gone for, like, three weeks. You do this show, like, 11 and a half months out of the year. Yeah. It's not a new season. It's always the same season. Chris Johnson, though, eh? I'd be down. Let's get that guy on the pod. 
crazy. Yeah. He'd have beers. Yeah, true. For sure. Um, I want to start off uh, with a question for you. A little, little something fun. Ooh. A little, uh, Would little, you rather be Jack <laughs> uh, Eichel or no, I'd rather be the other Wow. Guy. That's who I'd rather be. A little idea that came to me. Um, I don't know if you noticed, uh, as training camps got underway, uh, Adam Fox of the New York Rangers no. got the Norris treatment. They gave him a practice jersey that said Norris on the back instead of Fox. Okay. And it got me thinking. That's kind of cool. You know how the European teams have that golden helmet thing? <laughs> I think it'd be kind of cool if from time to time, teams would just be like, Hey, uh, Vetchkin, uh, you're wearing Richard in the back of your jersey tonight. Mm. You know? I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I guess there's some trophies that it doesn't really work with, but yeah, I think that's kind of cool. I'd be down for like a patch or something. That's about as far as I would go. Like different or like in an All Star like game, instead of your name, it's, it says Norris on it for the All Star game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I care for the name bar thing that much, but like, oh, all right. yeah, like a patch or something to signify this guy's mint. I'm fine with that. That's good. Okay. Yeah, the golden helmet is a little excessive. It's a weird. It's a little, it's a little uh, weird. It's a little excessive, but I mean, it's cool, kind of, but it's also not for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Now the Europeans, you know, they're. Whoa. Yeah. Are we getting Don Cherry on this season? There it is. Oh boy. Yeah, I, ideally not, but he's not up to much, I don't think. True. So he would be maybe easier to get. We could be his final performance, his final on air, and that would be our lasting legacy. See, but like, you know. If he hasn't had his last on air, I think it's just going to be the big one that <laughs> takes him down now, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Are people still listen to that guy? I don't know. He's still active. Does he still have that podcast? I don't know. Hmm. I don't pay attention to the guy anymore. I, I, I once in a while see that he's tweeted something and I just keep Did scrolling. Did you see what he tweeted the other day? No, I just that I kept scrolling, scrolling. Well, no, it's just because it, like, I don't follow him, but like it went viral because it was uh, he's like... You know, someone out there saying that I've been endorsing these CBD gummies, but it's not actually me. And then, like, you imagine the thumbs up, but it didn't actually say thumbs up. It was, like, the first thing that he's tweeted in a long time where I was like, this reminds me of the Don Cherry parody account. Were they cherry and grape flavored? You have to imagine. Um, speaking of uh, former CBC personnel, uh, Jim Houston retired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna shit on the guy really yeah. either. But I know some um, people didn't like his uh, his takes or not his takes, but his the way he called games. Yeah, like he just. Um, I think he just got a little sick of doing the whole national game thing after a while, and maybe um, maybe that wasn't for him. Like I feel like he would have rather go back to being like a regional guy toward the end, and because um, yeah, I don't know. He just he just didn't seem to bring it toward the end too much, and. Uh, it was kind of disappointing as a Leaf fan to hear him call like 30 games a year and just have generally no interest in seeing the team like score a goal. Casperi um, Kapanen. Yeah, he, he was he was he was pretty well done. And I mean, I like uh, you know I don't know how how public it really is, but like there's a large amount of people that think that this is more so, um, you know, the whole thing with COVID, him not wanting to travel last year and. Um, there's, there's long been a rumor that he just doesn't feel super comfortable traveling kind of thing. Uh, not an anti-vax thing, just kind of the opposite. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it, it, it's not a surprise, I would say, is what I'm getting at. You know, he's kind of been bumped out of that main role in, at, uh, Sportsnet for a while now, so. I don't know. Good career, though. 43 years. Longer than insane. I thought. 
Yeah. 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 Well, he did junior for a long time, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, he's one of those guys that kind of boomed and boomed quickly when he got hired by CBC back in the day. But, um, yeah, I mean, good for him. Long, long career. He's called a lot of memorable moments in games and uh, was the voice of Hockey Night in Canada for about 10 years, I would say. I still consider him, like, the go-to voice for the NHL franchise, too. See, I I would be fine with that. I, I think he was more, like, looking back on it now, I think he's more suited for something like that. Because it's hard to get super excited when you're doing audio for those NHL games. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sure it's hard to get really fired up in the studio and have it sound authentic. And he's not someone known to get super fired up, really. So, you know, he, he would, like, I would almost be open to him going back to that. I mean... I lives in the area. I may, yeah, well, exactly. And I may as well say this now, too. I have not played the NHL game with the commentary volume on for years because I think James Savalski is horrible. Um, so I'm open to just about anyone at this point. <laughs> I guess it has been years for Savalski, hasn't it? That's, yeah. that's weird. And yeah. Doc, Doc got stale. Doc doesn't translate well into a Yeah, video that was game. another one. Like, it just wasn't for him, necessarily. Yeah. Um, I'd be down for Jim Houston coming back. That'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm That'd fine cool. with that. Yeah, it, Jim Houston or Gary Thorne, I'm, I'm good with. Wow. Ram and Bark! That's right. Um, <clears throat> some, uh, look, we, we, like you, you said it yourself, we've been off for a couple months, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some things happened. Yeah. In the hockey world, which is, look... Pretty weird, yeah. Because August usually pretty pretty quiet. Uh, yes. That's why you take your break in August. That's yes. why Bob McKenzie and the boys are out at the cottage making margaritas in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is actually insane how like looking back on when like we were teenagers, how uh there'd be a bunch of signings until like July twentieth, and then you literally just wouldn't hear from the NHL for like eight eight weeks. Mm. Like you wouldn't hear a thing. It'd be like maybe August fourteenth. Be like, oh. uh the uh, Islanders signed Darius Kasparaitis to a PTO and be like, wow, that's crazy. And like, you would talk about that for two weeks because that would be the news. And now, uh, now, now it's, it's, it was insane. It was an insane summer. Um, so yeah, some housekeeping we get to some, some things that have developed, some changes in the world. Mm-hmm. In, um, the world. in the world of hockey. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll make that clearer next the, time. The proverbial world. Right. Yeah. Um, bit of a curveball for you, though, starting off with some uh, some, some personnel hiring. Uh, I want to get your take on the Peter Shirelli, Ken Hitchcock hiring in St. Louis. Oh, dear God, I thought you had hired someone for the podcast. He's <laughs> um, like a Mitch. <laughs> oh, that's why... Uh... That's what Marner's doing now. That's why that guy's been sitting in the corner of your house for the last yeah. uh, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jesse Rubinoff on Tim and Friends. Just every once in a while, you just remember he's there. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. So you wanted my opinion on that. I don't exactly know what uh, you're talking about. So oh, you, <laughs> You've heard of Peter Shirelli? Yeah, no. So I, I heard I heard someone was about to hire Peter Shirelli. I, uh, Full disclosure, like I, you know this, but I'll tell this for listeners of the podcast, is I've uh, a quick sidebar on my life. I've decided to uh, coach hockey this year, and um, I have had almost no time uh, to pay attention to anything for about three weeks. So I'm going to be finding out some stuff like the listeners uh, will be today. So uh, the Blues hired Peter Shirelli and Ken Hitchcock, you say? To the hockey ops department. 
what are they going to be doing? Operating the hockey. Lunch? Yeah, I like this is this is that why I wanted not. to get your, your your take. Like, what what are these two guys going to bring to a team that I don't know? I they they had a bit of a lull there after their cup win, but I, I think that they've got some nice pieces in place. Like they're they're trending up, and then they bring in these two guys, mm-hmm. and it's like Ken Hitchcock again. Really? Yeah. Is this like has this guy worked anywhere other than Columbus and St. Louis in, in his career? Oh, James, he's worked for everyone. Think about uh, that for I a second. So. Come on. Talking about that guy's coached more teams than anyone ever, and I actually I just said that, but that actually might be true. Um, I Ken Hitchcock, maybe there's something there. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say that he's completely useless. Uh, what his use is, I'm not exactly sure, but you know he was a good coach for a lot of his career. Anyway, uh, I don't look at him in quite the light that I think most people do, but I think he's a Smart hockey man. Um, I don't think that about Pete Chiarelli, though. I don't really uh, I don't see any. I don't see any use for him in a role higher than a scout, because uh, I do think he can kind of evaluate talent. He kind of seems to find, you know, diamonds in the rough here and there. Or is that just the scouting departments he's had? Ah, maybe yeah. that's also possible. Yeah. I mean, you know. He, he's had a tendency to sign guys out of nowhere that were good. And, hey, like, I'm not going to completely shit on him. I think he did a really good job in Boston for a while. And, then, and then toward the end, yeah. not so much. And then Scott Gordon kind of saved his ass, and here we are. Um, or Jeff Gordon, sorry. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, uh, if they're going to hire Pete Chiarelli because they want another cook in the kitchen, that's fine. But maybe uh, don't have him cooking the steaks is all I'm getting at, you know. Right. Put him on salads. At at best. Hard yeah. hard to fuck up a salad. He might be just yeah. a prep guy is all I'm getting at. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of curious for sure. Yeah. But, and, and I got to say, I, I don't remember ever seeing a coach in the hockey ops department before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I can't think oh, of one. No, no, I can't think of one. However, hockey ops is sort of a vague term. For a lot <laughs> that's of organizations. fair. Yeah, that's so, true. Because uh, I mean, like you know, Craig McTavish has has done everything under the sun. Yeah. Uh, in the world of hockey, including work in hockey ops. But is he now like kind of Craig Berube's boss in a way? Like that's why I think it's kind of weird. That's what I don't. Yeah, that's what yeah. I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Um, because Craig Berube is one of the only guys I have some faith in in that organization, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, too. Like, here's the thing. is like, you're, you're right. I think the Blues don't look terrible. I'm not going to sit here and completely shit on the Blues. I'm not the biggest Doug Armstrong guy. Yeah. I like fair. him. I don't love him. He is one of those guys where I'll give him some credit. Like, it is a lot. Instead of one step forward, two steps back, he's more of a two steps forward, one step back guy. I find he's kind of fighting against himself often. Um, so this, that's why I find this a little curious. I don't really buy the hiring because I think it's good to question his decisions. And that's why I'm a little worried about Team Canada as well at the Olympics, but, you know. Whatever. No, come on. Not a little bit. We're going we're to get to the reason why Team Canada's going to be just fine at the Olympics uh, a little later in the pod. That blue line is going to end up looking <laughs> sketchy. Eh. Is it going to matter when you're facing 10 shots a game? Who's to say? Um. Well, if the blue line sucks, they're going to face more than that, my guy. Oh, I don't know. That's we'll another. See. That's another episode. Yeah. Um, Jersey ads. Yeah. Coming to the league. Yeah. Fuck you, Gary Bettman. I sat here and listened to you not a mere twelve months ago, 
and you told me yeah, how you cool. never wanted to see jersey ads on our beautiful jerseys before, mm-hmm. and now you turn around and you succumb to the devil and his witchy witchy financial ways. The devil. <laughs> that's the devil, ca- he that's says. that's capitalism. The devil is capitalism, folks. Oh, here we go. Wow. We'll be no, talking I, about Trotsky in a couple wow. minutes here, for God's Ooh, sake. Ooh, hug, I got some takes. This is an interesting um, episode. Should we do, just do a history episode one time, or what? What do you think? <laughs> oh, shit. I've been known to say we'll some pre- things we'll that are a little off-color. We'll each prepare what we think are the causes of World War One, and we'll just debate it for, like, two hours. <laughs> it's Franz Ferdinand. Well, no, it was before that. It was, no! You're not taking into the geopolitical sphere of 1784. Our guest, Tiesto, Dr. Tiesto Capio here. <laughs> Eurocentric master narrative! Just, everyone just sits here confused. That was, that was the first thing anyone ever said to me as a young university student. Yeah. Was an old man walking yes. into this massive theater at LU at 8.30 on a Monday morning <laughs> and yelling Eurocentric master narrative after taking three minutes to open his briefcase. And then put his hands in his pockets and just started yelling. The only problem with having him on the podcast as a guest is he'd make us write an essay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It'd be three hours of four different essays, yes. each 35 minutes. Ugh. But yeah, Jersey ads Last are coming facts. to the NHL. I don't really have a problem with the ads themselves. Like I said, yeah. my big thing is just like, I was told this wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And, and now it's happening. And I don't like when people tell me that something's not going to happen and then it happens. But what, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you're, I think you nailed it there. I think you're right to feel uh, mildly betrayed uh, by it. I do think too, as a traditionalist, partly that, you know, I don't love, I don't love it, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think more money for the league is a better thing. And however they find a way to get that money, I'm not really going to super argue with unless it's a super unethical way, but uh, this is fine. You know, like whatever. Um, and we should say that the teams don't have to do this. I mean, they're all going to. Yeah. But, like, it's up to the teams. Yeah, like, there's there's only a few teams where I, I hope they don't do it at all. And it's more so even just because of the look of their jersey. It's not even just because of, like... Like, I'm, I'm, more, I'm better with an ad on a Leafs jersey than I am, like, the Coyotes Kachina jersey just because I think it's not going to look right on there. I hmm. think it's already too busy. The Rangers are another one kind of for both reasons, you know what I mean? Like, I just I don't want to see an ad on that fucking jersey, you know what I mean? We don't need to see that. Yeah. Um, but, like, on the Red Wings jersey, it's plain enough. Who, you know, that actually might spice it up a little, for fuck's sakes, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm mildly all right with it. I'll say this much. Uh, there, there's, there's two spots on the jersey they can pick from. There's the, the upper right crest mm-hmm. or the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think some jerseys are going to have to, like, just like the Rangers, for example. You're not going to put a, a fucking logo up, but by the R in Rangers, mm-hmm. it's going to have to go on the shoulder. <clears throat> if if the teams do this, what I what I really hope we don't see is, like, the Milwaukee Bucks, where they've got this giant orange Harley Davidson yeah. logo on a green and white jersey. Well, like, I think some of them are going to be that. Yeah, you know? and that's going to bug me, because, like, the Red Wings, they're red and white. The Leafs, they're blue and white. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to put a logo on our jersey, mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll cut you a discount to make your your logo white or blue. 
Yeah, because that's all that's yeah, gonna. Those well, are the only two colors I want to see. And that was the thing too that I thought was weird about the helmet ads was just like, oh, like the Leafs are gonna have a Scotiabank ad on their helmet. I'm like, makes sense. Their team is literally sponsored by Scotiabank. Yes. The arena is named Scotiabank. Like when I think of the Leafs, I hate to say it, I kind of think about Scotiabank. Like they've done a pretty good job with that sponsorship. So they roll out the helmet ads, and the fucking decal's red. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like on the whites, on the blues, it's 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 white. Like. But I guess it might, I don't know, like it might look weird for the brand if they change their coloring too. So it's like, I don't know. It is a bit of a slippery slope. I mean, you hope with some of them where they're just going to pick an ad where, you know. They're smart about it. Yeah, like a Nike yeah. logo or some shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that looks normal. Like it just looks Nike like logo on Adidas jersey. That'd be hilarious. Wow. All right. Yeah. Didn't think of that. All right. Just an Adidas logo. Yeah, an yeah. additional Adidas <laughs> An additional logo. Adidas yeah. logo. But yeah, like you know damn well the Red Wings are going to have an orange Little Caesars logo on that fucking <laughs> on that shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just just make it red, That's Pete. Right. Come on. Don't even have it be the logo. Have it be the Little Little Caesars guy. That'd be sick. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. What team, what restaurant did we say the Red Wings were? Did we say Little Caesars? We might have. Did you have them? We, I did the East, so. Huh. I don't think we. I didn't save my list. That's unfortunate. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. That, it's uh, lost in the zeitgeist of podcast history. Truly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll have to see uh, how that all shakes out. How that looks. How much money it really makes. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, that's a uh, too. Teams I mean. can only wear them on their home or alternate jerseys because, as we're going to find out, certain mm. states or provinces don't allow for certain advertising of, say, a gambling site, um, which kind of leads me to the, the first team that has a logo the on their jersey. The Capitals have announced that they're going to start wearing the uh, Caesars Sportsbook uh, jersey Ooh. ad uh, starting in 2022. Hell yeah. So right off the gate, you're seeing the gambling world kind of uh, coming into to the hockey sphere as, as that starts to get ramped up about potentially bringing in a lot of money for the league. Looking at that logo right now. I'm curious what it looks like. Oh, that's a clean looking logo. Yeah, it works. Not very colored. It's good. I like it. <laughs> it, it will be confusing when the Capitals are playing the Red Wings because we're you know, Caesars and Caesars. And, wow. Yeah, but. The, the Caesars Detroit Red Wings playing the Caesars Washington Capitals. True. Uh, Caesar. Speaking of Caesars Sporting Book, uh, Evander Kane. You want a Caesar? I'll make this a Caesar. <laughs> Uh, Vander Kane. I don't know. Like, does he have to go play for Washington now? Is that how that works? To pay back his oh, his, his, his debts? Whoa. Is that? Um, I don't uh, think he's going to be playing anywhere anytime soon. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Got to be got to be honest with you, Ben. All right. So now I I need you to kind of fill in some of the blanks here. Yeah. Because I heard all the shit that came out about the gambling. Sure. I remember that. Yeah. And that was like a, wow, that's crazy. What if he did it? And then um, I think they figured out that he didn't. I th sure. That's how that came out? Like that he wasn't actually betting on or I'm, throwing games? or I'm going to be brutally honest here with you. I kind of think that the NHL was getting there, and then everything came out this week, and they're like, yeah, the gambling's not really that important right now. Okay. Like, we kind of need to look into this. Okay. Because... Um, uh, uh, I I would say that this is the worst allegations I've ever seen against a, an NHL player. Um, 
that I can remember anyway. I mean, you know, the guy trying to murder his agent was a was a bad one. For that was sure. weird. <laughs> yeah, like but I, like I can't remember anything like ins- insanely fucked up. Uh, at least in the last like twenty years, uh, this is this is insanely fucked up for sure. So, um, to answer your question, did they clear him of those charges? I think so, but they the the, the timing was convenient. Because it was like the day after the deposition. They're just like, oh yeah, no, the gambling thing, it's yeah. fine. It's fine. I'm like, oh, you wrapped that up in a neat little bow all of a sudden, didn't you? So I'm not it's trying to... It's different departments. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to accuse the NHL of anything. But at the end of the day, I also don't care about the gambling thing uh, in the wake of what came out this week. So. Now, now tell me what came out this week. Because again, yeah. when you mentioned this uh, casually yeah. <laughs> in passing, yeah. I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah. Um, like is yeah. the NHL trying to sweep that under the rug, so to speak? Uh, because I I'll, I'll, I don't know how I missed it. I'll put it this way: a lot less people had things to say about this this week than uh, normal. But I mean, it's not so much that what came out this week was anything new. Like we knew that there was um, domestic domestic dispute and assault allegations against Evander Kane before, but now we've come to learn. Um, the details of it, and the details are, uh, I think, a lot worse than, you know, maybe was made out to be before. You know, the the allegations before was just loosely like, oh, like, he wouldn't come home during the summer, he'd go to Europe and party with models and tell her she's a bitch, and like, okay, horrible, but, but you know, a couple things. And then uh, the allegations came out, and it's like, oh, yeah, no, Evander Keen uh, might be the worst person alive, uh, so... I'm not going to go into specifics because I just can't. I we're not going to turn the podcast into something like that. But uh, if you want to know, you know what happened. Essentially, the deposition started this week. All the court doc- documents became public. If you want to read through that stuff, it's all out there. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he 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 is facing some very serious allegations here for sure. And once the um, facts sort of came out, it's. Uh, it's hard for me to imagine that unless he can prove that didn't happen, uh, that he's ever going to play in the NHL to me. I, and I think it's a no-brainer. But it all depends what happens on the legal side of it, I guess. Yeah, I, and I think, it to me, it sounds like the NHL is kind of staying out of it for the most part. They're, they're letting it shake out in the courts. Yeah. And aside from maybe Kane having uh, some union representation, it's not really... A hockey issue. This is going to be an off-ice thing that someone else is going to tell the league. The NHL said that they're doing an investigation into it. How much sure. they can do. Like, like, I think it's kind of funny when the NHL says that, too, when it's like something that's going through the courts. It's sort of like you and I just being like, oh, this is an interesting murder. I'm going to solve it and just Google facts about the murder for, like, hours thinking that you're going to solve it. Like, don't get me wrong. People have solved murders that way. I don't think the NHL is cracking this case is all I'm getting it's, at. I feel like they're like, just going to be like, oh, yeah, everything that happened in court today, yeah, we found that out too. Like, Shut up. It's it's like if you and I on trade deadline day were just like, we're going to break some trades exactly. on, our, on our podcast. Exactly. What am I going to do? I'm going to text a guy that knows Carter Hutton. Like, uh, what, how am I going to fucking break anything, you know? Yeah. Bob McKenzie who? I got the scoop. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. That's uh, It's really shocking stuff coming out especially like the fucking like i said the roller coaster of a summer that this that this guy's i guess not not to not to pity the dude i'm just saying like to go through like the gambling thing and it's like oh wow 
got through that and then like all this comes out it's like holy fuck like this this just sounds like maybe a dude that shouldn't be uh, playing playing professional sports at this point you know it's just it's one just, thing after another it's just uh brutal to me too that he sat down like a couple days before with linda Cohn, had that big interview about the gambling thing looked good like you know they made they not not he looked good they made him look pretty good in the interview i thought and then like 24 to 48 hours later all this shit comes out and it's like that interview is now the most irrelevant thing in the whole story mm -hmm. you know and um yeah i mean it's not like i was ever dismissing the the uh abuse allegations either like to me this was already a guy that shouldn't be playing this season uh but now this is a guy that if this is true um shouldn't be allowed in a hockey rink ever again because he's a he's a horrible human being so yeah we'll we'll see what happens i mean you know you, you never know with these things but it, it certainly doesn't sound very good to me yeah they're they're pretty heavy allegations so um Switching gears, uh, Zach Ronaldo yes, and please. Sylvain oh, Lafrave. Good, we're switching gears to a happier subject. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is kind of happier. That's this has a happy ending. Yeah, kind of, not the way I've structured yeah. it. Um, <laughs> like like the like the PPC party that Zach Ronaldo supports. I never have to hear about him again. Hopefully. Oh, I have bad news for you. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh -oh. Yeah. That that party's on the up and up apparently. Um, oh yeah, the purple wave, buddy. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, Sylvain Lafrave let go by the organization for refusing to get the vaccine. Um, Looks like something they could have asked him in his interview. Yeah, I mean... They hired him two months ago. But look, we've all lied in interviews. Um, no. To get a job? No, come on, we all have. Come on. I, I, did, I did 10 years of community service work. Where? Um... So he's let go by the organization for refusing to get the vaccine. Zach Ronaldo, uninvited to training camp because of his uh, posturing at a political rally in Canada during the election. Uh, yeah, which was, I thought, the weird that thing. Was, like, that, was the most, like, that was the most American sentence I've ever heard you say. Well, Somewhere in Canada. Yeah, well, I don't even know where it was, but like... That's, that's the problem. Like, that was the weird fucking thing about it. It's like this guy speaking hmm. at a rally... For a, a Canadian political election, shouldn't you be like at training camp? Like, shouldn't you be in Columbus getting ready for the season? This is go time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like the week before the training camp started. Like, this was you know a week and a half ago now, two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not defending uh, why he was at this rally for sure. I uh, don't agree. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I don't think uh, that way politically. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I was. I the only bit of solace I took out of this was I was sort of happy to hear uh, that you know uh, Zach Ronaldo is a worse human being than he is. Uh, uh, is a worse human being off the ice than he is on it. So, because mm. that's hard to do. Yeah. He's a horrible He's not great. Player and, not great on the ice either. Yeah. He's yeah. a loser that should have been kicked out of the league a couple times. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> sticking with the theme of the, the hour, um, Tyler Bertuzzi, mm -hmm. uh, the second dumbest thing a Bertuzzi's done in this league uh, yep. by refusing well, not to get the, and the vaccine. Close, too. It is. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any criminal charges yet, but we'll no. see what happens. Yeah, at least he hasn't uh, 
I was gonna say at least he hasn't tried to kill anyone, but I guess he kind of is. He doing kind that, of he so, kind of I mean, is. Whatever, yeah. But, well, if yeah, if he fine. ends a career, well then we'll maybe we'll we'll go to the rankings at that point. You sure. Know? We'll reevaluate the Bertuzzi rankings. Um, I mean, I think the weird thing for me is that the Red Wings are gonna keep him on the roster. Yeah, that's my problem I have with it. Like, um, like fuck the Red Wings. Quite honestly, here. I mean, honestly, I uh. I, I, going back to the Columbus thing too, like, I don't give Columbus as much credit as everyone else does. Like, they also have the option to not send him to the AHL affiliate. And well, I think they have to do something. Like, uh, by, no. Per the union. I, do they? I, like, the dude has, the dude has a contract. I think, like, you have to, to some degree, honor the contract. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like the AHL team could just tell him to stay home and pay him, though. Like, I don't think he has to work. Sure. That's that's the but problem I think I the I think the thing is you send him to the AHL you're paying him less and then I don't I don't think he's gonna play any games in the AHL. Well, he's reporting to that camp apparently. Oh, okay. And, and that's the problem I have with it. Like I'm not gonna give John Davidson that much credit there. I mean, we'll see how that shakes out. But sure. everyone was like, "Wow, good on Columbus." I'm like, "Well, no, they're still they're still bringing him and they still also pay a lot of other uh, you know assholes." But um, yeah, like going back to Bertuzzi, like I don't I don't have any. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's spineless by the by the Red Wings too, uh, because as as decent as Bertuzzi is, you know we're not talking about Nathan McKinnon here or something like that where they like makes or breaks the team. He's fine. He's not great. He's not a Zach Ronaldo where it's like if he doesn't make the roster, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's probably their best forward outside of maybe Dylan Larkin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what, what's the worst that's going to happen if they tell him to stay home all year? He fucking they get a better draft pick. He crazy, uh, you know, takes it to an arbitrator or something like that. And what's the worst that's going to happen there? Yeah, like you know what I mean. They're going to owe him more money or something. Like, who gives a shit? I don't know. It, it's I feel like there's got to be some sort of a way around that, but apparently there isn't. And, uh, or apparently they're not taking it, so whatever. Can't play in Canada, which is pretty cool for a team that plays in a division with three Canadian teams. So there's mm-hmm. a third of the season right there mm-hmm. that he can't even play in. Yeah. Can't get paid for it. So just a really weird choice to like allow him to d- play the rest of the games, I guess. You know? Yeah. But Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest tweets I saw this week, too, and it wasn't even like directly a joke about it, was like a Habs fan was just like, oh, good, now the Red Wings are going to lose 4 or 5-1 in Montreal instead of 4-1. And I wanted to be like, uh, you guys haven't beat the Red Wings in like three years. Like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the Red Wings are still going to win even without Tyler Bertuzzi because uh, there's no reason to think you guys are going to beat them. So. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, Josh Archibald. Now, look. Oh, yeah. This guy went and got the vaccine. So I'll give him. Well, Did he? Yeah, he's he's fully vaccinated. Oh, but that's more to save his job. Oh, you know. Uh, I didn't hear he got it. All right. Huge conspiracy theorist. Sure. Yeah, just uh, pandemic this and COVID was planned that and rocks. It sounds like he kind of actually believes that COVID's a thing, but like that it's like a government conspiracy to like keep us in our homes and you know give us the data tracking and you know give us the take this vaccine to work and, and, and shit like that. It's, it's kind of a different take, but also crazier in some ways, yeah. which is really unfortunate because as I don't as, agree with it, I'm just like, that's why well, I mean, whatever, if that's what you think, that's fine. But. but it's just super shitty because like, consider who this guy's teammate is, Alex Stalock, yeah. who's not going to play this season because yeah. of a heart condition due yeah. to COVID. Yeah. Like I, I have, have those two crossed paths in the arena in the last, uh, 12 months or so, have we maybe shared some thoughts? 
some opinions, uh, feelings. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they've crossed paths. I mean, the the hilarious thing about the whole thing is uh, before it came out that it was Josh Archibald, they, they were like, oh, the Oilers have an NHL player who's not vaccinated. And then it came out, and it's like, oh, it's oh, Josh Archibald. And I'm like, sorry. oh, I thought you said it was an NHL, NHL player. player. Yeah, there it is. Because he shouldn't be in the league at all. So he's only in the league because he's on the Oilers. So Yeah. Yeah. Alex Daylock, though, that is That's like... That's a bummer. Wow. That's a bummer. Because um, you knew it was going to happen. You knew somewhere there was going to be somebody that couldn't play hockey this year. Yeah. And at this I didn't point, think that's exactly how it was going to shake out. But yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm I guess I'm just kind of glad it's only one player so far. Because yeah, the mentality of this league seems to suggest that maybe there should be more of them. And I'm not trying to give any of these other guys credit, but like I am kind of impressed that we've only had a few issues so far with guys not getting vaccinated. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, there's been instances of guys being like, "Oh, I can't go to camp for a couple weeks because I didn't get my shots in time." And it's like, yeah. "Well, whatever. That's that's one thing. At least we're we, getting it." We all procrastinate but, in the summer, am I right? Yeah. Like, I'm not <laughs> I'm not necessarily defending it, but whatever. I I I see what you're saying. Uh, the funniest part, or not the funniest part, like the actually the most unfortunate part here for the Oilers is, I kind of had a feeling like Stalock was going to be their goalie this year. <laughs> but, well, um, and it, it sounds like that was kind of the plan because not now a Mike that Smith guy myself, they so. they've reportedly made a there's a, a a running theme amongst the hockey minds that the Oilers are aggressively trying to pursue acquiring a goaltender. Which kind of like makes you think, like it, maybe it was Mike Smith's net, but maybe this was going to be a one A one B, a split tandem type of deal. Mm-hmm. And now you've lost your tandem, and the forty one year old might not be able to carry the load. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. And I mean, it's 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 going to be hard to acquire a goalie too, because they had Staylock in the system, so that's nice and easy. But like Koskinen makes four and a half million dollars, and he has a fucking modified no trade for half the league. Like he's not going to be an easy guy to trade, especially if he's smart. Yeah. That 15-team list of no trade are going to be the 15 teams that need a goalie. And in that way, they can't move him, and he can just stay where he wants to stay. And um, Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's I mean, it's a separate issue, but that team's a fucking tire fire anyway, so... Uh, some fun. Some fun. We're going to talk about some fun stuff now. Oh, great. Jack, I got something. Well, uh, not yet. Um... <laughs> We had, we had for the first time since we were just a, a wee boy, we lad, uh, a successful offer sheet this summer. Hey, how crazy is that? Yeah, the long dead huh. unused tool that is the offer sheet uh, has finally perhaps made a comeback. Because uh, who was the last player to sign an offer sheet and go to that? Team? Dustin Penner. It was I yeah, mean, Pancakes Penner. I was going to say Vanek, but he didn't even end up going to the Oilers. He did so. not. Yeah, that's he he, he signed. Uh, Shea Weber, I believe, signed and agreed, but they matched. Well, um, there were a few signings for sure. Yeah, O'Reilly, O'Reilly. Aho, yeah. But, um, hmm. Neat. Yeah. Uh, yes, very Kotkaniemi off to Carolina at the uh, the tune of a one year six point one million dollar contract mm-hmm. with a tidy little twenty dollar signing bonus. Um. Isn't that fun? The Habs in in return get uh, a first and a third round pick, which they uh, immediately flip to Arizona for Christian Dvorak. Mm. And uh, my my favorite part of this entire thing, mm-hmm. okay, the, the the whole interaction, is how watching in real time, Habs fans 
go from claiming Jasperi Kakniemi as a legitimate top six, better than Mitch Marner forward, to steaming pile of garbage, to Christian Dvorak is the next fucking Guy Lafleur. It's been fun. I've been I've I've been loving every minute of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, like I'll say this, like, it's not, um, it's not unlike the Leafs haven't had like hilarious narratives over the year where it's, you know, like Jonas Gustafson's gonna be like a Vesna goalie and like all this thing, <laughs> all these weird things that like we believed over the years. But like, you know, Habs fans are not without this stuff too, where it's just like, uh, oh, Nick Suzuki should be the third line on the on the Team Canada team, and it's like. Nick Suzuki should be on the third line of the fucking Montreal Canadiens. Is the fucking third line he should be on. So, uh, yeah, like, I, I get the whole Kakanyami narrative. I get that maybe, you know, you were hoping there was still something there. I side on the early part of the Montreal narrative there where I do think there is still something there. Uh, maybe not, you know, the second coming of Christ. Uh, but I do think he's better than what he's been so far. Um... But yeah, like you know, it was it was a quick heel turn for sure. Uh, Twenty points in fifty six games last year for Kotkaniemi, who was uh, infamously scratched in the Stanley Cup Finals. So uh, I think it it was pretty obvious right away that they weren't going to match a six million dollar figure cap hit for a guy that they didn't even trust in the most important games of the season. Yeah, he would have been their third highest paid player, fourth. Sorry, yeah, Carey Price. So yeah, yeah so. Like, did did Carolina, like, are they going to come to regret this in some sense? It's only a one-year deal, mm-hmm. which I think is the big saving grace for them. Because they, they give up a first and a third, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they're in that win-now mode, right? Like, Carolina's... See, the interesting thing about this is I don't think Carolina's going to be particularly good this year. So, like, to me, like, I think that's a higher first than other people think it is. Okay. Um... So I don't like the signing in that regard. I like the idea that they, you know, seem to like Kock and Yemi as a player and they went out to get him. Like, I do think two things can be true here where this was a bit of a cheeky ploy, you know what I mean, to try to stir the pot. But I do think they genuinely like Kos- yeah, Koskin and Koskin and Yemi <laughs> um, uh, quite a bit. So I, I don't know. Like, are they going to come to regret it? I don't think that it's... A huge risk here. I think that it's more likely that Montreal regrets it than um, than Carolina. But I think I think both teams made the right call here. I think Carolina signed him to a proper deal, considering they don't necessarily have to pay him that much beyond this year. Um, it's going to get a little messy if he wants that much, because they have to pay him more than that by uh, qualifying him. But, um, yeah, I, I think they're smart to only make it a one-year deal because they can kind of approach it and see afterwards. And Montreal should not have matched this. It's just, they, there's no need to match it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Montreal is uh, very, very thin down the middle now. But if they didn't really value Cock and Yemi in the first place, what the hell's the difference, you know? I'm really excited for next summer when he's an RFA and the Habs qualify him. <laughs> and then we get to watch the Habs fans all go back up. Oh, wow, he's coming back. Top six forward in the league. It's going to be great. I love it. It's the for, gift that the, keeps on the giving. The reverse offer sheet. Yeah. That'd be cool. Gift that keeps on giving. I don't giving. know if you can do that. That'd be sick. Um, Crow Kaprizov. 
yep. five years and nine million dollars per for the Minnesota Wild after playing uh, 55 games in NHL. Yeah, I hear nah, this could this could never go wrong, right? How could how could this possibly be, go wrong? Yeah, no, I I I completely understand the criticism on it. I'm not uh, I'm not a Kaprizov criticizer when it comes to this contract. I I don't, but I certainly understand the the you know hesitancy of of many fans on this one. What what are you gonna do though? Like I I do legitimately yeah. think their hands were tied. Oh yeah, yeah. My my opinion. I find Kirill Kaprizov looked better to me as a rookie than Artemi Panarin did. So if you're paying for the ceiling and you're getting an Artemi Panarin potentially here, then it looks like a good deal. If for some reason, though, last season was a flash in the pan or he has some sort of issues come up, injuries, um, you know, discomfort from being in North America, any of these things that sort of plague these guys like this uh, as years go on, then yeah, they're they're absolutely fucked. Like th- this is a huge risk for sure after 55 games. But you know what are they gonna do? This is the best player. It's the best forward they've ever had, other than maybe Marion Gabbard. Maybe, and I would say not. I think he's better than Marion Gabbard at the height of his power. So yeah, you're right. Like they're 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 absolutely bone. They had to sign someone. And uh, spoiler alert, it's a bad roster. So if they let him go, holy shit, do I think they'd be bad? Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, like like you said, they're very, 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 very thin at center ice. They lost their best defenseman this summer because, uh, oh, they had bought him out. Uh, yeah, they had to sign him. It's just what? What are you gonna do? Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to watch because, like I said, like I, I, I definitely, I just he was the one right. If correct me if I'm wrong, he couldn't be offer sheeted because of his. Contracts. I believe right? that's right. I think he was yeah. in Quinn Hughes sort of yeah. sort of mode there. So they were never going to lose him, but you don't want to distress this well, asset. You weren't going to lose him in the NHL, exactly. And you know, but you you want to keep him happy. Like yeah. look at what's going on with other teams and how they're treating their stars. And it's like you can't you can't let this get to that point. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, and I, I I I do I do think he's got a big role to play on this team. Mm-hmm. I think they absolutely had to keep him. I just I can't get over the number. It's sure. it's so wild to That's, me. No, it's fair. It's it's very Minnesota wild it's to wild me. Wild to you, yeah. yeah. But we're we gonna talk about that other yeah. wild guy too. Yeah, or what? we're gonna get there. Um, yeah, I I get it. Like yeah. like I completely get the criticisms. It's one of those rare ones where it's like I'll let people you know shit on it because it makes sense to not be happy with it. But I am, you know. I'm I'm in love with the dude. So mm-hmm. like, I, I can't really say much negative about it either. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin also got a, a deal done uh, mm-hmm. before the opening of training camp. Uh, mm-hmm. Six million per. I don't remember how long. Three years. I want to say that's uh, three. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess. Like it's Buffalo, right? Yeah. Like I really don't want to crap on this dude and say that he's a bust or that it's not work. I think I, think I think he's, he's a, a good player. Yeah. I think he's a really he's a good bust. player stuck in a really shitty organization. Yeah. He's a hard one to evaluate. It right really now. is. And I mean, like, the other thing is, too, is people forget about it. Like, they look at his point totals and they're like, oh, well, he's not turned into anything. And A, he plays on the Buffalo Sabres with nobody on that back end. Yeah. Uh, the only other good defenseman they've had since he's been there is fucking Jake McCabe, who he doesn't play with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's a problem. And then, like, he's also 21. You know, you look at a bunch of other defensemen in the league. Like, Vic- Victor Hedman was. Good when he was twenty one. 
It wasn't Victor Hedman. It wasn't fucking Victor Hedman. Yeah. He wasn't even the best defenseman on that team. Oh, he's also from Sweden. That's true. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can only compare players to other players from the country they're from, right? Capazal exactly. reminds me of Panarin. Yeah. Edmund uh, Dahlin. I'm, I'm getting a, a feel for your analysis. Um, Dahlin uh, kind of reminds me of Thomas Shabbat, too, because he can't play defense. Oh, I guess okay. he's going to go outside the country. All right. Shabbat's still good. He's still good. He's fine. Yeah. Um, what do you think this sets up for Quinn Hughes, though? You we kind of touched on Ugh. him. Like... Quinn Hughes gonna get ten? <laughs> like you gotta feel that both these guys are kinda waiting each other out, waiting for the other shoe to drop before they made their their deal. Wow. But if Darlene's getting six. I do not envy the Vancouver Canucks and the contracts that they have to work out right now. Because I don't I put it this way. Pedersen is now going to get Kaprazov money. Because that was the that, that was the comparison, right? And I don't think Pedersen's as good as Kaprizov. And I think Quinn Hughes is better than Rasmus Dahlin, but not by that much, honestly. Like I don't, I'm not a massive Quinn Hughes fan. Uh, like he, he may be the worst defensive defenseman in the NHL. However, he fucking is really good with the puck. So Here, he's a hard one to evaluate. You know, here's the problem with Quinn Hughes, though. Much to the chagrin of like. Kirill Kaprizov is the best forward the Minnesota Wild have ever had. Quinn Hughes is the yeah. best defenseman the Vancouver yeah. Canucks have ever had. Yeah, that's and that's true. not even close. Yeah, <laughs> like he may be the worst defenseman they've ever had at playing defense, and he's still their best defenseman yeah. because he's so fucking good. Like, like he's he's the guy. Like, there, someone asked the question this week. It's like if you had to build your ultimate three on three team in the NHL, what would it be? And it's like it's really hard to not say Quinn Hughes on the back end because it's just. He is really good with the puck. You cannot take that away from him, you know? Uh, yeah, it's tough. He's tough to evaluate. Like, I, I do I do think he's going to end up around $8 million. And, you know, it just depends how you want to build your team. The thing with Vancouver is if they're signing Quinn Hughes to that, they pretty much have to go all in on offense. Mm-hmm. They, have to, they have to start building their team that way. And that team is so stuck in limbo because of all the shitty fucking, you know, contracts that they have and have had to take on where you know, they maybe are not built as quick as they should be kind of thing. It's it's going to be so tough because you're right. Like, I, I think between between Hughes and Pedersen, they've got they've got 13, not not quite 13, 8 to work with. Not going to get it done to me. You can't. I don't think so. You think Quinn, they're, Quinn, well, they're, they're both going to take 7? Quinn Hughes is going to have to take a, a one-year seven and Patterson's going to have to take less and, or they're going to have to move someone out where are they moving them to, mm-hmm. you know, and who are they? Cause moving everyone's out? got a fucking no trade clause and on I, this team. And that's the other thing, like no trade clause or it's an immovable contract. And where are you trading them to? Or they're, or they're a good player. So what are you going to do? You're going to trade fucking JT Miller to make room to sign Patterson. Like you might have to, but how is that productive? Mm-hmm. either? you know, so yeah, Jim Benning is. Uh, Jim Benning continues to shoot himself in the foot to the point where I'm shocked that there's any foot left. <laughs> Old Jim Stump Benning. Um, That's right. Fuck, if only they didn't have like an Oliver Ekman Larson deal on their books, eh? That'd be that'd be, that'd be helpful. <laughs> oh man, I get it, but that video of him at training camp was so funny. <laughs> I get. I get I get that that's why he's mm-hmm. tired, but yeah. like, 
Oh man, that was too funny. And the video or the picture of Oli Levy just laying in the corner. <laughs> I was howling. I'm like, that's mint. I've been there. I get it. All right, let's do it. Um, Jack Eichel. Yes, uh, sir. He filled his physical. Sweet, sweet boy. You remember uh, when I didn't like Jack Eichel and now he's like my favorite player because I just like now he's like a fucking martyr, basically. It's like, this is crazy. I didn't know you liked him. Oh, I do now, for sure. Oh. I, I've come around the last couple of years. Okay. I, as a rookie, because he wasn't as good as a rookie as I think people thought he was. And then he had that 82-point year wherever where it was like, holy shit, he's good. You know, I've come around on him. He's fucking really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, he filled his physical. I don't know if you heard. He's he's hurt. Mm-hmm. He's not healthy. Um, and uh, because he failed his physical, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Sabres uh, took away his, his big shiny seat. So he's not the captain of the team anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, John Tavares, for example, really? for example, at one point, he wasn't too healthy. I don't know if you heard. He had a, a very scary incident mm-hmm. where he got hurt mm-hmm. and he missed a lot of time. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Leafs took the C away at any point. No. No. So... There was a bit of faith involved with, you know, yeah, he'll be fine. We'll, we'll let him keep the C thing. Jack Eichel. No more C. Mm-hmm. No more faith. Yeah. Why haven't they traded this guy yet? Um. Wow. This is, uh, like, I've been thinking about it since it happened. And I honestly can't think of anything that I, since I've been an NHL fan, that I think I've seen handled worse than this, than the way the Buffalo Sabres have handled it. I I will admit that, especially in the early stages of it, I don't think it's true anymore, that there should have been maybe some sort of, you know, willing to compromise from the Eichel camp. But in what regard? Uh, well, it's just, it, it, at no point has either side tried to kind of meet each other in the middle, but I don't think that's up to Jack Eichel to do that. It's his body. I think yeah. he should be able to do whatever he wants with it. And, uh, you know, you're under contract with a team. Of course they should have some say, but you should have the final say is the way I see it. It's well, look at all the vaccine it. guys. Like they're not taking the vaccine. That's fine, but they don't have to play for us. Right. It's the same idea. Right. And those guys are allowed to fucking play this season, but Jack Eichel's not. Yeah. That rocks. So, uh, not, not actually. So, um, yeah, like it, it's, it's been an interesting situation there, but as it continues to go on, it's just like more and more reprehensible from the, from the Buffalo Sabres, I think. And, uh, going back to what I was going to say is just like, this is one of those things now where, you know, the conversation early on was like, well, what's his trade value? You know, you know what's his value now, uh, now that he's hurt. You know, Buffalo's going to have to trade him at 70 cents on the dollar. And, like, how is that fair to them? And like, well, all this shit. And it's like 70 cents on the dollar has now become negative 10 cents on the dollar. To the point where uh, I don't know if anyone else realizes this. The Sabres are not getting anything for Jack Eichel now. They're not getting anything for him. They are going to have to pay to get rid of him now. And this is a guy, when he's healthy, sixth best center in the league. We'll not find ninth, out. Ninth yeah. and worst when he's healthy, of course. Like, all I'm saying is that that was his value. And now it's like, fuck that. This guy is never stepping foot in your rink again. Why am I giving you anything for him? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say I'll be shocked if they get a third-round pick for him at this point. Th- this has been completely fucking fumbled by the Buffalo Sabres. And I understood it until the other day. I get that they're trying to recoup what they can. But why do what you did the other day? What message does that possibly send to anyone other than the guys in your room? Like, if you're going to announce that he's not the captain, do it in the dressing room with the rest of the team, and that's it. That's, all, that's the only people I really need to know. Look, Jack's not a camp. We're going to name a new captain. Okay. Why do you need to go out in front of fucking everybody, go in front of all the fans, all the media, all the other teams in the league, and be like, by the way, yeah, fuck Jack Eichel? Because that's what they did without saying it. They literally went out there and, and, and basically said, fuck Jack Eichel. How does that help end this situation positively? Like, you're, all you're doing is taking any value you had left in him and being like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you to take him. It, it, that, is the most, that is the most baffling fucking move I have ever seen. Maybe, I honestly can't think of anything in the history of sports that I've seen that like to me made less sense than this fucked to me. Well, the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I I will push back a little bit because I do think it's dumb. Well, you got Kevin Adams booked on the podcast next week. You're trying to gain favor. Exactly. I, I do think it's dumb, but if the Buffalo Sabres believe wholeheartedly that they are in the right on this situation, which they probably aren't, but let's just say they are, because yeah. once once a person convinces themselves they're right, it's very hard to change that opinion. Organization's diseased. If 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 you have made the decision that okay, um, Jack is not going to do what we want him to do, and we need to move forward, and oh, he's got a no movement clause kicking in next year, mm-hmm. and you know what, he cannot play hockey for the next five years. And that's fine by us. So you make a big public showing, you go out there and you say, fuck Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Stay at home, have a nice life, you're never playing NHL hockey again. Unless you decide to do it our way. Because I think that's that's what they're doing. They're not going to trade the guy. Like They're, they're, they're not going to trade the guy. He just failed his physical. He qualifies for LTIR. They put him on the LTIR, that $10 million goes away. I think that's fine by them. And now it's Jack Eichel's career on the line. And he has to make the tough decision. Do I want to play hockey again? And if that answer is yes, then I think he's going to have to do what the Buffalo Sabres say. Because I don't see any scenario now where they trade him to any team in this league and he plays hockey again. I don't see it. Um, well, I mean, I understand your logic. However, I think the solution here is going to end up being quite simple. This is going to go to a, like the NHL needs to step in. The NHL needs to take this to an independent arbitrator who needs to come down with some sort of a ruling. And yes, maybe they side with the Buffalo Sabres, um, but I think the Buffalo Sabres have lost all, uh, you know, benefit of the doubt here. Uh, but they, they don't do that with any injured player. Does, uh, we're, we're, well, we've never seen it come to this point. Well, did it not with Joffrey Lupul to the same degree? Um, he, f- he felt he was ready to play hockey. The Leafs said he wasn't, and he never played hockey again. Yeah, but that was different where... You know, like he, 
I understand what you're saying, but that that wasn't a dispute of what the next step was. That dispute was just like, are you healthy or aren't you kind of thing. And, um, you know, the the unfortunate thing for Joffrey Lupo was he had played 63 games over the course of four years or whatever the fuck it was. It was like, I don't think you're not, you know what I mean? And, and to that point too, like, I don't know if Joffrey Lupo tried to take it to that point either. Like, I don't know if he was just maybe frustrated and, uh, you know, said those things or if that was actually what was going on. Um, that's a tough one, but you know, this, this is a, a situation of a guy that is owed, I think it's $70 million still mm-hmm. on his contract. Uh, again, at some point the NHL is going to have to step down and be like, you know, we, we got to do something here. I don't think they can. Um, I don't think it, they have any merit in this situation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a club in their league. It's who's, a player in their who's, union. Who's handling their own asset the way they see fit. The league can't come down and say, but, well, gee, you really should have given up a second-round pick for that asset that you just acquired but instead if, of a seventh. If, if, a, if a store is screwing an employee, you know, the union can step in and the company can step in. Like, that's that's what we're talking about here, right? Like, this is a, guess, this is a location yeah. that has an employee where, you know, the, the organization that controls the team and the union that protects the player can both kind of step in and be like, okay, this is this is wrong. You know, it's just, again, that's how it works in all these other places. Like, in a regular job, it's going to go to an arbitrator, and they're going to have to rule, and it's going to take time, and it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be messy, and Jack Eichel's probably going to miss the whole season. But, you know, I think that's the next logical step here, because uh, I don't think Jack Eichel's going to cave at this point. He would have by now. Uh, And the Buffalo Sabres seem like they're insane. So... Um, yeah, I think that's the way it's going to go, to be quite honest with you. It might go a different way, but, um, I don't see either side at this point, you know, finding a solution and, um, the Sabres don't seem like they want to trade him for, again, negative one cent on the dollar. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if it was going to get done, I think it was going to get done this summer and it didn't. So I, I don't, I really don't know what to think, you know, what comes next as far as the, the Jack Eichel saga. Like it's, it's very troubling. I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I like, I want to see the dude play hockey again. I just, I don't know where, I don't know who has the footing, I guess. Is, I don't know enough about the inner workings to say that either the, the player or the team has the right of way here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it is a bit of a, dicey situation as much as i do believe jack eichel has a right to do what the fuck he wants with his own body mm-hmm. i think the buffalo sabers have an equal right to say well you're our asset that we are paying 70 million dollars for we don't think that surgery is in your best interest um yeah i i see what you're saying i don't agree with it exactly but yeah you know what i mean like if if you if you no, buy they're, they're completely right to have a say in it yeah for sure um, and even if it is 50, 50, that's fine. But I'm, I think ethically it's, it's a hundred percent Jack Eichel, right? So, ethically, and that, and that's, sure. that's where it comes down for yeah. me is just, uh, you know, but he has, so, say he has the surgery and, and he, he can never fucking, he's got no feeling in one leg for the rest of his life. Sure. You know, now that, now the Buffalo Sabres are fucked. Well, I mean, like my understanding is that it's a fairly routine operation he wants to have. It's just not something an athlete yeah. has to. So I, I grant that. I, I, I get it. Um, I get it. Like having having read about it a little bit over the summer, yeah, it actually doesn't sound like it's the right surgery. But yeah, I don't care. Like if that's what he thinks he 
you know, at a certain point, I think Jack Eichel's also willing to say, like, well, I would also just rather play hockey at maybe 90% ability than not play it at all. And if mm-hmm. the surgery is going to allow me to do that and have a good life afterwards, I want to do that. And yeah, that's fine. Like, you know, it's at like... some point your career is going to end, you're going to have a <laughs> life afterwards and you want to protect that. That's fine. I keep comparing this in my head to like, to like the Red Bull team going to their their car manufacturer and being like, we need a new car for the next Formula One season. I'd be like, okay, we're going to give you one, but guess what? It's got three wheels because we think this is going to work. And they're like, yeah, well, we, we put like four wheels, yeah, actually. Yeah, we'll four wheels in a slower <laughs> car, maybe. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I hope this works out for Jack Eichel. Fuck the Buffalo Sabres, uh, but I kind of get it. No, like, yeah. I, I'm... <laughs> that I, I didn't say that they're 100% in the wrong. Yeah. I said that they're 100% fucked this up though. Like I think it's it's all, it's all their fault basically at this point. So. Uh do we have an answer before uh, the trade deadline? Oh, wow. Cuz like I mentioned, he's got the no movement clause that kicks in next year. So th- Buffalo is going to trade him. It's got to be I think be... the wheels will be moving instead of yeah. stalled like they are now. But, uh, I don't know. It's, this looks like it's going to be quite lengthy at this point. Mm. So this week did not make things easier, put it that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You you got any more hockey stuff that you wanted to talk about? Mm. I don't think I've missed anything beyond, Mm. beyond this. This was on my list anyway. No. Okay. I don't know. I mean, like, were there transactions that we've missed since then? I feel like, was there any other contracts or any trades or anything like that? I don't know about that. You know? Uh, trades. Nothing since Dvorak. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, like, also, because that, that's why I I, I, uh, I sort of looked at you when, you when you went away from that. Do you like the Dvorak acquisition, or do you have any thoughts on oh, it, even? I think that it, that that's batshit crazy. Like I like the dude Dvorak, but the price to get him and to 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 pander to your fan base and say that we fixed the problem by mm-hmm. trading away the thing we just got for the guy that walked for nothing. Yeah. For Christian Dvorak, I, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I would have maybe just kept the pick. <laughs> like you said, you don't think Carolina's going to be all that great. I don't agree, but. Let's fucking roll the dice. Let's see how the season goes. Maybe we move that pick at the deadline if Carolina is in first by a mile. And, hey, if they have a shitty season because their goaltending sucks, well, we have a top ten pick here. Yeah. What's the rush? It was fucking weird. And we were rushing for Christian Dvorak? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. They um, Christian Dvorak does not drive the play. Which is the problem, right? Like exactly. he, he is a complimentary center. He's a, he's a perfectly fine middle six centerman. And he's gonna be on a line with guys that sorta do drive the play, but not like at an elite level. So like I don't really know I don't know what I what I make of that. Montreal is uh the weirdest constructed team in the league where I would say like, yeah, they're they're not bad though. But the the idea the, their philosophy is like the opposite of most teams in the league on how they've decided to build their team. And it's interesting. Mm. I, I I think it's cool that it got them far last year. I don't know if that's a recipe for success in the future, but uh, it's neat for sure. Yeah. Every other team tries to build around stars and they try to do the opposite. Hey, they've been to more Stanley Cup finals than my team, I guess. Yeah. So. What'd you think of the Svechnikov extension? 
It's eight years, sixty-two million, just under eight a year. Um, I mean, like I, I like the dude. Yeah, I can't, I can't do the math. It was seven, seven. Um, seven, seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. Like, he's a better player than Cock and Yemi. Um, that's true. <laughs> eight years. Yeah, I don't know if I would have went that long. Yeah. But, like, I kind of get it. I think it got him a lower number, which is why I think they yeah. probably did that. Which, yeah. Which, if he is what you what everyone thinks he's going to be, that might end up being the best contract in the league in a few years. But, exactly. Yeah. You know, is he going to get there? Yeah. We'll see. He's still... That's the thing, too. He's been in the league so long. He's another one. He's 21 insane yeah feels like he's been around for a million years yeah i liked it i, I think it's a good sign for carolina i'm definitely one of those one of those guys that's like pay your young stars as opposed to pay them when they're 28 years yeah. old but like well and that was the whole thing too right they let dougie hamilton walk and offer yeah. him fucking shit money but they're willing to pay Svechnikov, and it's like yeah i, I guess like you know if I think, you're gonna commit a lot of your cap to one player it's yeah. good that it's a 21 year old right and i would rather like i would rather see a team give a guy like Shreshnikov, like five years, if it if it means giving him like a couple million more, like to me yeah. that that almost makes more sense hmm. because he comes off the books quicker, and you know you're not really buying into this guy that you don't really know what it's going to be, and you can probably re-sign him at that stage for the most part, and mind you. Might not hurt. It might not work out in the long run, I guess. But I'd rather sign like a a twenty eight year old free agent coming off the books in uh, in my own organization than go to the free agency and get the same money yeah. to a guy that's never played for me. An unknown, yeah. You know, yeah, so I completely yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, there was another one I wanted to ask you about too. Uh, well, I mean, I quickly, I like, I assume you like the the Couturier one. Couturier. He got where is it? It's eight years something. Cool. Eight years. <laughs> eight years. Same same number as Svechnikov actually. Eight years for Sean Couturier? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I just assumed you liked it because you liked Sean Couturier. I love Sean Couturier. Yeah. That's a, a good win for the player. Yes. Good good he, get, Sean. He's had a lot of injuries. Yes. You know. He's still really good. Don't get me wrong. He's the best he's ever been. Actually, that's at this it, point. it's the but, it's the Zach Hyman thing, right? Like yeah. he's it, that's going to look great for the next couple seasons, and then yeah. eh, probably not so much. Yeah, the Flyers are going to have some deals in a few years where it's like, Ugh. yeah, you know, which is weird. I mean, like I, I mean, I guess you have Carter Hart now, so go for it, I guess. But do you have Carter Hart now? Like Carter, Carter Hart's contract, three years, just under just under five, I believe. Four nine, I guess. Like, what? What else are you gonna do? Really? That, that's another one where I think your hands were tied. He like did. He didn't he have wants. a lot of bargaining after last season. So, well and, I, well, and I'm on the other side of it too, where it's just like, yeah, I think that's too much money for Carter Hart right now. But what are you gonna do? Have him fucking sit out, and you're gonna start Martin Jones until you sign Carter Hart? Was that deal Yeesh. not before you had Martin Jones though? What's that? Wasn't that deal signed before they had Martin Jones? Even well, even that's even worse then, because at least they kind of believe in Martin Jones, right? Like they didn't have an if they didn't have another goalie. You know, the, the, regardless, their hands were tied. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know really what they Is were that better? Do, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, uh, I think it's, I think that's a bit, a bit sketchy, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, could work out great. Who knows? I hope so. I think that's mostly it. Like, I think there was, uh, Pareko signed an eight year deal too. I think that's insane. But... I, I, like, Colton Pareko's a guy where it's like, yeah, oh, he signed an eight year contract. And I feel like we talk about that every three years. <laughs> 
Like, I don't know why. Like, I just feel like that guy's always getting a, an eight-year deal every yeah, time I, I turn around. I don't know how long his last year was, but yeah. it, it was more than, like, a couple years maybe. But um, <laughs> the thing with Pareko, too, that, like, I feel like got ignored because of all the Jack Eichel stuff, too, is Colton Pareko also, like, like got got or needed back surgery that was, like, not guaranteeing that he was going to be, like, fully mobile anymore. And it's like, oh, uh, that's a bad quality in a 29-year-old defenseman that's, uh, like, a physical physical player. So um, I love him when he's healthy, but I'm really skeptical that Colton Pareko has, you know, better days in front of him at this point. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and, and Casey Sezik has signed a six-year deal in, in New York. The Islanders, that is. So not in New York, but... <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Elvis versus Leakins? I'm sorry about that guy. Oh uh, yeah, I thought I thought that was insane. But what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah, I guess. Like, like in the most morbid way possible, you didn't really have another goalie. Yeah, Corpus Allos sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like Elvis. It's just it's a lot to commit to a guy that again hasn't played a lot of hockey and bit of a Columbus tax, you might say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That that, that that one's fine, too. Okay. Okay. Well, we got some fun. You got a game. I, I, I got a question for you first before okay. the game. Yes, sir. Uh, Arkells, new album. We we like the Arkells on this podcast because, mm-hmm. you know, we did a whole fucking episode about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, new album. What did you think? I liked it. You I liked it? it? I thought it was better than Rally Cry. Um, better than Morning Report? Mm, not yet. Okay. I, I've only listened to it front to back once. Okay. And there are some songs I've only heard twice. Uh, yeah, not not for me, but Morning Report is their second best album to me. So, yeah, it's not quite there yet. Okay. It's not I've... better than High Noon. It's probably better than Michigan Left, I would say. And it's better than Jackson Square. So it's somewhere in there. You know what I mean? It's somewhere in the three to four. It's hitting the top half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. They did a good job. Good stuff. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's... It's, um... I just knew it was going to be weird if we didn't mention it. Yeah. Given that we did a whole fucking episode. I think think the Arkells are neat just because they, uh... They're always evolving, but they never evolve to the point from album to album where it's like, wow, this is not the same band anymore. Like, if you think this album and compare it to High Noon, comp- they're not the same band anymore. Like, they're fu- they're not even the same genre of rock anymore. But, you compare it to Rally Cry, there there's some similarities, you know what I mean? Like, they evolved just enough for me where it's not like a complete reach, but it's enough where it's like, ah, oh, it's something different. You don't notice yeah. it album to album, but you notice it over... Five, so, five yeah, albums. exactly. Yeah. Like, if you listen to an Arkell song from Jackson Square compared to this, you know what I mean? And I were to tell you it's the same band. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, they're they're just steadily moving. And I think they're moving at the right pace for me. So for me, like, this, like what I evaluate, a, a, especially in our, like an artist, but especially a rock band, is how they're able to adapt and how they're able to grow. And I think some bands do it better than others. And I got to tell you, the Arkells are at that point of their career, usually around album number six or seven, where bands really start to, and they're doing well. Like they're still making really good music. So I think uh, I think they deserve some props for that for sure. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Yeah. I I have a game mm-hmm. as you mentioned, and it's a hockey game. It's a new game for a new season. Okay. You know. 
season three or four. We're not sure. Um, so this this game is called. Well, I'm pretty sure what right. season well, it is. I, uh, I have it right as here. Was I. Me. I have a spreadsheet of all the episodes here. Mm. Um, this game is called Contender or Pretender. What is this, Mr. Madge's fucking grade 11 <laughs> math class? It, uh, insert your. You guys uh, need to decide if you're a contender or a pretender. What the hell does that mean? Yeah, in, I'm either good at math or in, I'm not. In, insert your glorious sons versus Foo Fighter lyric there uh, if you feel like doing Ooh. so. Uh, contender you know? or pretender? Uh, even as a massive Foo Fighters fan, mm -hmm. I prefer the contender. Over the pretender. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not the biggest fan of the pretender. It's good. It is good. It's a really good song, but the contender, I think, is an underrated Glorious Sun song. Okay. For sure. Well, here's how this game works, Bruce. Okay. Like I said, it's I got brand, to recite it's brand new. to each. I think I yeah. can do it. <laughs> you have to replace every time they say contender with pretender and pretender what with contender. You, yeah. You're the contender. What <laughs> if I say... Um, yeah, that works. Um, I have... Seven questions. Okay. Okay. Oh, I like that. And it's this. It's like a playoff series. Okay. It's a seven-game series, and there are three options for each question. So it's like the three periods of a hockey game. Okay. Okay. So we're going to see whether you're a pretender or if you're a contender <laughs> by telling me. I still don't think that explained what the game is. By <laughs> telling me if any of of these options are contenders, meaning they happened. Or pretenders, meaning they didn't happen, uh, for the various setups. So, for example, if I was to say, uh, players that have played in an NHL hockey game, sure. and I said Mitch Marner, you would say, contender, because he has played an NHL hockey oh, game. Oh, okay. So and, it's true or false. And if I said just... Michael Wern, you would say, oh, he's a pretender. He has never played an NHL okay. hockey game. Okay. I get it. Okay. No, I like it. So there's two options. There's three for each question, and there's seven questions. Make okay. sense? Yeah. And we're just trying to win the series. Okay? It's seven games, Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, no, I... Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so if I get two out of three for the first question... You win the game. I win the game. Okay. Yeah. 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 But you win that game. You don't win, you don't win the, yeah, no, the, I the game in whole. No, okay. yeah. So what's the point of the other mm. six questions? Yeah, there, there no, it is. No, no, no. All right. So your first question. Game one. 40 goal seasons. Ooh, let's go. Steve Thomas. It's a good one to start off with. Hmm. I, I, wow. Because he had so many points and so many goals. <laughs> but that does seem like a guy that maybe never did that. Because I just don't know where he would have done that. Like, I feel like he just has a shit ton of 30-goal seasons. Mm. I'm going to say pretender. Steve Thomas is a contender. Oh, boy, Stumpy. Steve Thomas had two 40-goal seasons. Okay. Uh, his first one came in 89-90 with the Blackhawks. Nice. And his second one in 93-94 with the Islanders. Okay. 42 yeah, goals. Yeah, fuck, I did yeah. know that one. Yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. All right. All right. Ron Francis. Pretender or contender? Be contender. Come on. Ron Francis's career high in goals is 32 in a season. Shut up. Yeah. Crazy, right? I thought there was one year we had like 55 and like just like never. We all did. Forward. We all think of that. The guy's fourth all time well, in was, points. Yeah, I was going to say there was one year where he had like, I'm not even exaggerating, like 170 points or some shit. And I, I just assumed, oh, maybe not that high, but wow. 
Crazy, eh? All right, well, give me the third one anyway, even though I lost this game. Yeah, 30, part of 32 game. goals for our boy Ron. He only had 30, like, twice, too. He had a weird career. All right, third third option, Joe Pavelski. Oh, uh, I, I would say pretender. Joe Pavelski had 41 goals in 2013-2014. So he got wow. shut out in game one. That's but, hey. A lot of Stanley Cup champions lose game one. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say I was on the road for the first two yeah, games here. Exactly. All right. Question two. Have hosted more than three NHL franchises. So like if I was to say New York, they've hosted the Rangers, Islanders, Americans, they'd be a pretender. They haven't had more than three NHL okay. franchises. Okay, so have hosted more than three NHL franchises. Philadelphia. Contender. Uh, they've only had two. Ah, for fuck's sake. The Quakers to, and the Flyers. I was trying to play the quiz master oh. on that one. I'm like, that seems like a weird place to throw in and not be true. All right. All right. The province of Quebec. Contender. That's right. They had five. Yeah. yeah. Canadians, Nordiques, Wanderers, Maroons, and Bulldogs. Yeah. There it is. You're on the board. Mm-hmm. The state of California. Contender. There it is. Four. Yeah. King Sharks, Ducks, and? Golden Seals. The Golden Seal. I thought yeah. that might trip you up there, yeah. the Golden Seals. But that, that's good. There you go. You won game two. Look at that. Let's go. There. Let's the go. We is, took one on the road. The series is even. That crow, as soon as we shut that crowd up, eh? Yeah. The second there period, it is. There it is. Let's go. All right. Coached in a Stanley Cup Finals. Oh. Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> uh, the contender. 2019. Versus the Blues. Yeah. There it is. Wow. Yeah. I was like, they've been there recently, haven't they? <laughs> Pat Quinn. Ooh. In a Stanley Cup final? Two-time Jack Adams winner. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say contender, I feel like, with the Canucks. Yeah, 94 against the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Lindy Ruff. Contender. All right. Yeah. There it is. The, the three contender category. Ooh. You got her. Back-to-back games in the yeah, series. is two to home. one. Let's go. There it is. You're never in trouble until you lose Sweep. Number four, 1,200 points in their career. Al McInnes. It's close for sure. I'm going to go contender. 1274 for yeah. our boy Al. Yeah. Big Al. Yeah. Sergey Fedorov. Ooh. Just my reaction ever. Ooh. <laughs> Keith Morrison over here. Ah. <laughs> so you murdered your wife, did you? Ah. It's one of the best Bill Hader impressions, I think, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is Keith Morrison. It's top five, probably. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> you say you killed her. I did. Ooh. Intrigue. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Sergey Fedorov, I'm I'm gonna go Sons. I'm gonna go Pretender. That's true. Eleven seventy nine. Yeah, that's about the number I thought yeah. too. I was thinking eleven seventy four was the name number that came to mind. Cool. Now how about his Red Wings teammate, Nick Lidstrom? I was gonna say, gotta be a contender then. <laughs> um, Nick Lidstrom, eh? Twelve hundred. That's a lot. I think I think contender. I was shocked to find out that Nick Lidstrom is more than a hundred points behind Al McInnes for the career. Right. Yeah. Eleven forty-two for for Nick. Yeah. 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 He never like he never had a year of like ninety points or anything like that. I you guess not. I mean? Like it was a lot of like sixties and a couple seventies. Yeah, a couple seventies. Yeah. Like a lot of fifties. He just did know. it long enough. I assumed it added up, but God damn, he yeah. was good. Jesus Christ. There you go. That's three games in a row that you won now. That's I'm up three one. Yeah. Wow. What could go wrong with a three one series lead? Uh, uh, All right. Double digit shutouts in a season. I thought you were gonna say double Dion's. <laughs> no, I've been tracking. Does Dion know that one? <laughs> yes. Robert Dion. No. <laughs> uh, double digit shutouts in a season. Roberto Luongo. Uh, I'm gonna say pretender. That's true. Yeah. He was just never on a, a very good team, you know. Yeah, no, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Ed Belfour. This is in theory for the win potentially. Here. I guess so. In a season, eh? Yeah. Not including playoffs. Not including playoffs. Okay. I was gonna say that year with the Leafs, he had like four in the playoffs, like he only <laughs> needed six in the regular season. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say Pretender. He had one 10 shutout season. That rocks. With the Leafs in 03-04. Really? Yeah. Why did I not like him? Oh, right. After the lockout. Forgot about that. Yeah. That season existed after the lockout. Jacques Plante. Hmm. It's an interesting one to put in there because mm. I could see that going either way. I'll I'll go. Uh, I gotta I gotta put this away here. I'll go I'll go contender. Jacques Plant had three straight nine shutouts. Oh no! <laughs> That's not where I thought it was going. That's incorrect. Uh oh. All right. All right. Well, you, you know they were up against the wall there. And yeah. We're going back home for game six here, so. All right, so, Brutes, now that Seattle has arrived... Oh, Christ. Columbus is no longer the only team that has yet to win a division title. Eleven teams have, in fact, won their division ten or more times. Are these teams on that list? Uh, the New York Rangers. Ten plus times, you said? Yeah. Eleven teams have done it. The Rangers, eh? I, I'm going to say Pretender. That's true. Yeah. Eight. As much as I like them, not, yeah. not the best franchise, that's for sure. The Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. How's Wojer enjoying Montreal? She's been drunk the whole time, I think. Okay. 
She, te- she hasn't been there that long. She messaged why. me a photo of a church this morning. And I had to tell her it's that you're a day early. Picture of a church. Um. Hmm. I I'm gonna say contender. I I've seen them do it a few times in my lifetime. I'd have to imagine they won a few back in the day. So. Uh, the Rangers and Leafs are the only two original six teams that do not appear on that list. Christ. The Leafs have won nine division titles. Christ. <clears throat> the are new... they not winning the division every year under Pat Quinn? Come on. True. What a joke. The New that Jersey Devils. division was horrible. Uh, well, I, we're already going to game seven here. So, uh, the Devils, uh, let's go Pretender. That's correct. Yeah, the Pretender category. That's, okay. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you you do not have to go to game seven. You did got, I get two? Oh, you got, you got right, the Rangers. No, I got the Rangers. Oh, yeah. right on, we won. There you go. <laughs> See, now I thought when the when the Rangers were a pretender, and you get to the Devils, who have always been in the Rangers division, mm. it might be you know that well someone's got to win that division. No, but that's the thing. Like in my lifetime, the Devils have been better than the Rangers most of the time. Yeah. So and they didn't exist until after the Islanders dynasty. Yeah. So who's yeah, winning exactly. that division? And I do think of the Islanders as also being sort of a shit franchise. Yeah. Of, again, the last twenty-eight eight years. So. Nine division titles for the Devils. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll ask a game seven anyway. Yeah, why not? You know, this is probably the toughest. Of the of the seven, as a game seven should be. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, not for me. I already won. Season in which the Vesna, Norris, and Art Ross winners were all from the same country. So essentially, the best goalie, defenseman, and forward in okay. the league in any given year were all from the same country. Yeah, I would have lost this one. 2020-2021. They were all from the same country. Yeah. Um. 2020-2021. The Vesna winner was Mark Andre Fleury. The Norris winner, you said, is American. So I'll say Pretender. Very good. Yeah. I'm Fox from America and Carmody from Canada. 2011-2012. Sorry, it was the Hart winner or the Art Ross one? Art Ross. Okay. 2011-2012. Uh, wow. No idea who would have won the Art Ross. Um, Vesna... Because I feel like that was a season where Crosby played like 22 games. And he may have won the Art Ross, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Vesna, eh? I think, as weird as it sounds, that might have been a Marty Broder year. I'm going to go... I'm going to go pretender because I think no matter what, the goalie wasn't Slovakian. And I think Chara won the Norris that year. Mm, so okay. I'm going to say pretender. You are correct. Nice. The Vesna was Lundqvist. Nice. Oh, yeah, that was the year he had like a fucking 938 or something. <laughs> the Norris was Eric Carlson. Ooh. And I thought between the two Swedes, you could talk yourself into some Sedine action, because they went back-to-back around then. Yeah. But uh, Evgeny Malkin took home the Art Ross. Really? Yes, in the season in which Crosby played 22 Does he games. have multiple? Yeah. Oh, I nailed that one. I- yeah. Does he have multiple Art Rosses? Have he might. Malkin? He might. Let me, what um... a career, man. My God, that guy does not get enough respect. Mm, yeah, two Rosses. 
A Hart, Calder, Pearson, Smythe, three ten cup winner. I'm at the point with him where I hope he comes back this year and just fucking lights the league on fire. I, I don't think he's going to, but you know what I mean? When he gets back from his injury there, I hope he just fucking destroys everybody. Hey, Art, Art Ross at 22 years old with 113 points. He's disgusting. That's crazy. He's absolutely gross. Let's see how they won the cup. That's nuts. Yeah, not one of the 100 greatest players of all time. No, all right, and lastly, 0304. The Art Ross was. No, it doesn't make sense. I'm bad with Art Ross history for sure because I just don't care about it. <laughs> um, again, might have been St. Louis here, but okay. So Vesna, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking Marty, as I always am. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good bet, especially around then. Norris, though, is the tough one. Like, it's probably Lidstrom, but there were times where he didn't win the where he didn't win the Norris. <laughs> no, didn't happen often, no. but it did happen. Um, I'm gonna say Pretender. This is, in fact, the last time it's happened. Wow. Yeah, you had to throw one of them in there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, breaking up Lidstrom's, what, what would have been uh, seven consecutive Norris trophies in this season was Rob, or not Rob. Rob Blake. Scott, Scott Niedermeyer. Oh, oh, even worse. <laughs> Good Lord. I almost said Niedermeyer, but I, because yeah. I, I knew he won, he won a couple, didn't he? Uh, you know, he won at least I one. I think he won with I, the Ducks. I just couldn't think of when, you know what I mean, the earlier one would have happened oh, wow. before that. That is his only Norris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tough era. But, man, he, he is one guy where if you could airdrop him into today's game. Yeah, I think lo- so. Good lord. I think so, yeah. He'd be so good. Anyway. Yeah, Lishram had an 01, 02, 03, and then 06, 07, 08. Wow. <laughs> um... Marty St. Louis. Yeah. Marty Ross. And Marty Bordeaux. Okay. The Vesna. And that's the last time that's happened, which I think is it's kind of crazy. But I guess not really, but, like, I would have just assumed it would have happened, like, yeah, Dowdy, McDavid, and Price. You yeah. Know? And then just that never came well, together. The, the game's become more diverse, James. It really has. I mean, in so many ways. I'd be, I'd in be none, curious. In no ways at all. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious to see uh, next week when we do our, our season predictions. If uh, if maybe we have it happening. Mm. Well, actually, and I should say, too, well, uh, oh, sorry, did you have anything else? Am I doing housekeeping too early here? No. Okay. I'm, I'm, okay. Um, Congratulations on your win. Because next, thank you. Because next week, uh, <laughs> it's episode episode two of the season. We're already like, I don't know when it's coming up. Uh, James is traveling to the wee, the wee land of Toronto. Yeah, I'm what? gonna I'm gonna have special uh, special guest. Uh, nope. Uh, Reese McGuire on. Nope. On the pod. That's not. We're not not doing that. I'm going to I'm going to a couple Jays games. He's not playing, so I'll pull him aside. We'll see. We'll see if he's ever watched a hockey game before. Should meet up with Hobbsy, and you guys should do an episode, and I'll Maybe. zoom in. Yeah, that's an idea. What's up? Um, yeah, no. So uh, because James has gone through the weekend, and we generally record on a Saturday, 
Uh, I'm not making James Zoom me from Toronto to, to do the podcast. So I'm not exactly sure if the episode will be out before or after his trip. I'm, I'm leaning after, but uh, we'll see. It, it, it might not be right away. It might be a bit of a wait for episode two, or it might be soon. Um, but regardless, it's coming. This look, isn't the only one. Training camp just started, and we all get really excited for day one of training camp. I know. So here we are recording on day one of training, and like, sorry, preseason, I should say. Yeah. And we, we all get really excited, and then like a week of preseason, and we're like, holy fuck, we just Start get to the season. season. Yeah, I know. So we're we're just not going to bore you. We're going to wait till the season. Like I get it, it's their job. It's just it's because all the beat writers are like, here are the line combinations. It's like ah, I can't wait for this to start. And then after a week, it's like, can we stop with talking about fucking twelve guys that are not going to play hockey T-Bone on this Cod team from yeah. the fucking Red Wings? Wow. Like I'm done with this. No, I got some time for T-Bone and Cod. Let me tell yeah, you, yeah, T-Bone and Cod's my guy. There is one thing I did want to mention that happened uh, while we were away that I think is also newsworthy, uh, which is the passing of Norm Macdonald. Uh, and I did, I did want to slightly touch on that because I know we were both pretty big fans. Come on, you never end an episode on a death. That's what are you doing here? Come on. Well, if anyone would want us to joke about his death, on McDonald, but um, yeah, no, like a, a super influential comedian that that passed that I think uh, you know deserves some note. Anyway, is all I'm getting at. You know. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that really sucked. But it was cool because it was the rare, you know, it was the one time on Twitter where. Like, everyone just kind of seemed united about how much they love Norm MacDonald. Yeah, no right? one had, was... like, a bad thing to say about the dude, I mean, except I for, like, heard the, anyone I just guess, be like... Lorne McMichaels, but... <laughs> and not even Lorne so much, no. it was his bosses. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, th- I think Lorne actually liked Norm MacDonald, from what I gathered, but... O.J. Simpson's happy, I can tell you that. Yeah, that that rocks. That might be At any cool... time O.J. Simpson can be happy, it's, it's a better world for all, right? That He's that... less likely to kill. That might be the only person getting fired live on air that I'd like sorry that uh like that's the only person better than dave hodge i would say getting fired on he did air, get basically. fired on air though well i'm sorry but get, it was just fired like for what he's saying on air. yeah kind of it was you know just I mean? like next week he wasn't on weekend and then it's like yeah. the week after that oh he didn't even appear in the show and then yeah <laughs> he's yeah. got a phase norm out i i still love that that opening monologue when he when he came back for snl for the first time yeah and just being like I don't really understand how to how to feel because they they told me 18 months ago I wasn't funny enough to be on the TV show and then they asked me to host the TV show so now I'm thinking uh, I'm I guess I'm not funny anymore but now I've come to realize that the show just got worse <laughs> <laughs> I loved it it that was fucking one of my favorite all time Norm Macdonald moments for sure yeah. And there's a lot of good ones, right? Like the, you know, the moth jokes, obviously iconic. Like uh-huh. it's, you know, um, the whole Germany bit. Like, who did Germany go to war with? The world. And like, <laughs> I, I think like, the more I read about this Hitler fellow. Oh man! And my favorite part about that joke too is just being hit, like right at the beginning. It's like I don't know if you people are students of history. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, Norm. Norm's like he, he's even. Just great acting appearances, you know what I mean? Like, he's, uh, even though it's kind of a shit movie, like, I, he kills me in Billy Madison, just, you know, the, the few times he does talk, it's it's pretty good. Uh, he plays death on Family Guy. Like, it's just, True. he had a tendency to just pop up in the most hilarious little places, and, uh, 
we loved him for it. His comedians and cars getting coffee is also fantastic. If uh, anyone's looking for just a little, a little sit down. What season was that? Do you know? Do you remember? I don't know because now Netflix doesn't have it sorted into seasons. It's just oh. collections now, so you just kind of have to find it. But because um, I think I've seen it, but I I can't remember. So I may have to go look that one up. Yeah, it's one of the most perfect like Norm moments is him and Jerry sitting at the diner. And uh, Norm just makes a comment to him about how Jerry feels about something. He's like, well, it's because you don't have kids. And Jerry's like, what? And Norm's like, it's because you don't have kids. Jerry's like, I have three children. And Norm looks at him. Well, you have three sons? I have two daughters and a son. What? <laughs> just had, like, no idea. He's like, yeah. I, I guess we'll agree to disagree, but I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. Like, <laughs> it's great. Completely out to lunch. Um, one, one, one if, if sorry, if, if you're done with the McDonald's yeah. stuff, I no, just want to, there was an article that just came out while we were recording mm. that I thought was uh, very comical. Um, uh, now I'm going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Mastisak, the uh, writer for the Devils. Oh, I like where this is going. Uh, has announced that the Devils have an unvaccinated player. Actually, this happened, uh, this happened the other day. Yes. 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 But the, so the article came out today and it talks about how like how we're going to handle this and how do we move forward because the whole thing is it's a prominent player mm-hmm. and the, my favorite part about this is that Corey Massasiak gets to sit down and get quote from all of the other prominent players with the New Jersey Devils about how oh it's Buddy's choice so like it's essentially either Nico Hishi or Jack Hughes it's one of the two those are the only two guys that I would consider prominent on the team that didn't get a, a quote in the article. Um. Okay, so I, I, he, he had an article out yesterday where it, it basically tiptoed around the fact that it's Mackenzie Blackwood. Oh, Blackwood, eh? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess he's prominent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he counts because, like, there were a lot of Devils fans too in the comments just being like, "Yeah, the Bernier signing makes a lot more sense now." <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it now. Like, all right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It's it's one of those things where until we find out, I'm not going to uh, speculate too, too much about it. Oh, I don't want to speculate. I just thought it was great because the article is like, you're reading it and it's like, oh, P.K. Subban said something. Well, I guess it's not him then. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. You start well, deducing as you go. And that was the go. one, too, where I read it and I'm like, just please don't be P.K. That's all I care about. <laughs> just don't be P.K. He doesn't need another reason for fucking people to hate him. Just please don't be P.K. Yeah. So we'll look forward to that. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I'm um, still James Cole. I am Bruce Battaglia. That's great. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Get me out of here!